What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. You know what time it is. Field level edition. I'm in the stew with Juice Sali. Yo, what's, what's cracking, people? We're about to go through the shot. Catch everybody up. Episode four just aired last Sunday. We're going into episode five. It's starting to pick up something serious. Yeah, it is. It's really going down on the shy on Showtime. We're late, but we're going to talk about the Grammys. We're going to talk about the new music that's out in the street right now, period. And then uh, it's Chicago Restaurant Week. So we're going to touch on that, talk about some restaurants we're going to hit, we want to hit, y'all should hit. Details there. No catch up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up. It's Friday morning in Chicago. That means a new episode of Field Level is live right now. I'm in the studio. Juice Sali in the building. What's happening? Hi. Hi, Sean. What's up, people? What's the word with you? Man, work sucks right now. Man. Uh, it's cold as shit. Brick. And I'm not one to complain usually, but t- today I want to. So there it is. Work <laughs> sucks and it's cold, but I'm here and I get talking to the mic for a while, so I feel a little bit better. Right. Have a couple beers real quick. Just yeah, let necessary. it fly. Necessary. Necessary. No doubt. But life is good, people. Don't get me wrong. I love life. I love y'all. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Yo, Loki, rest in peace, Rasul Butler. Yes. He was a bull for a short time. And when I every time something like that happens, the first thing I think of is like, man, I never should complain about anything. Very I should true. just keep working on the stuff I like to work on, keep it moving. That's like the first every time, every time something like that happens, yeah. That's the first thing I think about. So to your point, let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on in the city right now. Big artists coming up. Restaurant week. We're going to touch on all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. we got a national televised big time show on Showtime. We do. Representing the shy. Yes. And Very it's not show. like it's buried. You know how you go to find a show or someone talks about a show and it's like buried and you got to go like to the search bar? Yeah. Like if you yeah. go on Showtime, the shot comes up. It's the first first yeah, thing first that jumps up column. on the board. Yeah, it's right there. Like they're showcasing this, so I'm proud of that. That's dope. And it just finished up episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode five coming up on Sunday. And this shit is starting to pick up. Big time. Like, Big time. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty warm. They gave you the intro, who the characters are, what the scene is, the connections. If you don't know anything about Chicago or the dynamic here, Mm -hmm. they kind of let you see that part of the city. Now they're starting to get into the real stories of each and every character. It's starting to pick up. Yeah, it is. It is. They're starting to see connections. Uh, We're starting to put things together. Um, New characters have been introduced the last two, three Big ones that you can already tell are going to be big ones. Yeah, some monumental characters, some old heads and a couple, you know, middling guys possibly. But I felt myself kind of being on the edge this last episode um, about what's going to happen from a violence perspective because the storytelling is starting to get to that point where, like, some people might get whacked. Yeah. Um, like, low-key, if, if that makes sense. If you, if you watch the show, you get what I'm saying. It's kind of like some underlying tension that you can't really cut through. Um, and I like that with, with my storytelling and my television. So it kind of um, keeps you on edge for sure. You, you don't want to really know what's going to happen. You want to kind of be 
clueless to some degree. And you start to build those relationships with the characters where you you get like get, you almost get nervous when they like start to get in trouble or they're yeah. they're close to getting whacked. It's yeah, like yo just, chill, they're like yo 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 chill. <laughs> so true. It's so early a sticky in the spot. Yeah, yeah. You start you start to kind of feel for them, and uh, we're at that point. No doubt. Just to wrap up episode three a little bit, and I apologize if you don't know who we're talking about. You need to go watch the show because we're going by character names. Yeah, we're in it. Yeah, me and Juice are, are locked in here. <laughs> Check it out. The Shy on Sunday is showtime. Anyway, wrapping up episode three, we got inter- we got introduced to Q, Quentin, old old head. Yeah. Yeah. Has some bread. Yeah, we're not sure. Interesting he, fellow. We're not sure yet what he really used to be. But we can draw conclusions, but we're not sure yet. Mysterious. Absolutely. Very <laughs> mysterious. Which I like. Yeah. Trice, he seems like he's a new character. First time we see him, he's in a G-Wagon. Trap God. Trap God. He's kind of in there. It's obvious what he does for a living. Yes. Kind of slimy. Seems so. And you know why I say that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're going to get into that real quick, too. (laughs) Kevin and Brandon. Kevin is part of the little kid group. That's Papa, Kevin, and Jake. These are probably some of the best characters in the show, no doubt, bar none. Yeah. The, the, The way the kids are scoped and how they move and how they think. Yeah. Reminds me of like when I was a shorty and like they are nailing that dynamic of being a young kid with just being just getting a, like some of them have a good family background like Kevin, but they but they still have that little bit of freedom where they can run the street and they're kind of growing up yeah, like yeah. together type thing. Yep. They're nailing that dynamic. Getting in trouble. Yeah. And serious trouble. Brandon is now in a bunch of different shit going on. He's got kicked. He's he's got kicked out of his girl's crib. All that type of stuff. Yeah. His mom's is with his stepdad. Has that? Or his mom is messing with this dude Some who scumbag. is scumbag. Yeah, who is yeah, yeah, yeah trying to impose his will. Essentially, yeah, his stepdad. Good. Some 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 Tyrese baby boy type dynamic. <laughs> that's a good visual for for y'all listening. Yeah, that's but, a good um, analogy. That is. It's starting to pick up. Talk to me. I actually have a take on the on the Brandon stepdad dynamic, so we could talk about that. How do you feel about Brandon and what's going on with him? Because he's kind of like the key focus right now. He's got yeah. he's got his hands in everything in the show. Yes. Talk to me about how you feel about him, the Kevin and the kids dynamic, and then we'll talk about where we think Q and Trice are going to go. Yes. Well, to start off with Brandon, um, who's honestly the, the lead actor in this, in this entire series, I'd say. Um, he played Easy e in Compton, for y'all who don't know, just a hell of an actor. Great job in hell, that. Hell of an actor. The, the kid has a real clue. Um, but in this show particularly, he's really being pulled in a few different directions. Um, and... It all started after after Kugi got killed. His brother his brother passed away, and that kind of speared this almost uh, downward spiral for him uh, these last two three weeks. And it, it really personifies. Um, I'm not from the South Side of Chicago, neither is Sean, but we we kind of have a, a sense of those dynamics in the uh, the neighborhoods and whatnot. And he kind of personifies what I think that dynamic is. 
uh, a kid trying to do well, uh, a kid who's actually doing well, has a good job. He's a very uh, quality sous chef. And that's not an easy job for y'all who've been on the line, who've been cooking restaurant quality food. It's a tough job. Uh, it takes some talent to do that. And he he's taken a lot of time to, to get that handled. But his mom has issues. And after his brother died, uh, he's kind of lo- lost his way. Uh, he's trying to avenge the death of his brother. And, and that has led to all sorts of issues with him in the house with his girl. He's bringing a gun in the crib, and she's not about that. She's a very established, well-off young woman who wants nothing to do with that hood shit, straight up. She even says that verbatim. And I also think it's important that the reason that we're even talking about this on the pod, Chicago-based pod, it's about the culture field level. This is a great depiction of the field level of the south side of Chicago in certain cities and certain dynamics. That's why we're going over this. That's why I think it's important to touch on. Precisely. These bring about social issues and societal things that happen that we don't even think about. We only see it in the news, which isn't necessarily uh, correct a lot of the time. So this is kind of offering a different lens for anybody who doesn't understand what's going on. Perfect lens. In, in yeah. Perfect in certain areas of the city. This is a great lens. That's why and it's important to talk about this stuff because uh, it's just, I mean, it's our city and these things actually happen. It's written by people who are from here who have experienced these things. Yeah, Lana Waith. Straight up. Yeah, creator. Straight, straight from the town. Yeah. And Common, who actually makes his first, he's an executive producer, he makes his first appearance uh, in this last episode. Um, so, yeah, Jason, oh, excuse me, Brandon, Jason Mitchell is the actor who plays, plays uh, Brandon. He personifies the straight-edge kid who's found a way out the hood who's being bought back by violence and family, so to speak. And it's 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 hasn't gone well for him so far. Uh, he reconnected with a cousin uh, recently, so that's gonna hopefully help him out. The b- buddy who played Thomas Jefferson for lo- for y'all who have seen Hamilton the musical, I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, buddy who played Thomas Jefferson in that is Brandon's cousin in the show, and he's awesome. So Brandon's staying with him now. He got kicked out of his mom's, or he left his mom's willingly after he got kicked out of his girls. And he just really needs to, to try to get his feet on the ground. A lot of things have happened to him these last couple of weeks. And he's trying to regain his footing because it, it's, it's almost gone. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, been, he's been in some tough situations. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, one of the closing scenes in episode four is he tells his cousin who you were just going through. They were smoking a J in the backyard. His cousin's yes. got a dope-ass backyard set up, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> awesome garden, low-key. little key. garden. He had a little fire pit and shit. Yeah. And he, in Garfield. Yeah. He, go- <laughs> he goes out to his cousin's place, smokes a J. His cousin's talking to him. And Brandon's like, man, you mind if you don't talk for a little bit? Like, I just need to zone out, kind of figure out what's going on. So Brandon's kind of on that shit where he doesn't really know where to go. He doesn't yeah. really know what to do. Yeah. He's kind of stuck a little bit. And it's funny because to keep it all the way 100, my parents are divorced. Mine I, too. Yeah. I, my parents are divorced. I lived in the city till I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Moved to Evanston. So I went to Evanston and my mom got remarried. And I, I was so close with my pops that... And I was like 13 and 14. I was just coming into that. Yeah. 
and my mother got remarried and like we had this my this stepdad in the in like in my in my house you could say like yeah that's not cool it was just me and my mom's and then he moved into the house right yeah and watching brandon go through that with his stepdad and his mom or not stepdad but his mom's boyfriend yeah. who's in there who brings a whole type of different dynamic he basically thinks he runs the house that's that's the same situation that i was kind of going through yes i had this stepdad and and your territorial of your house like this is my dad's house yeah and it wasn't even <laughs> because it was funny because it was never my dad's house like my my, my me and my mom oh, moved word? there and then my stepdad moved in right okay okay but we still had this dynamic where like it was it was like a perfect storm. I was like fourteen or fifteen. He moved in. I wasn't listening. First off, I, to be to you're be, probably a, a bit of a shithead. To, to be one right to be one hundred. I wasn't listening to anybody. Word. And I definitely wasn't listening to this this random motherfucker that all of a sudden just kind of showed up. Like no way. Lo, yo, shout out mom. She didn't really play that that well. Like I didn't really like meet dude too too much. You know what I mean? Like it kind of went from zero to a hundred real quick. But that dynamic was yeah. interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like a lose lose. Your mom likes this guy, and he's taking care of her. Yeah, yeah. It's but pros like, and cons, right? You can't really tell me shit. Like, I'm not going for that. I'm fi- and I'm 15. I, I, was I know everything. And I was just gonna say, right? At that like, age, I got my permit, motherfucker. Like, come on, dog. Like, I'm like, in the town. <laughs> like, I got my school. permit. Like, what you gonna tell me, right? Seriously. So that was that's an interesting dynamic that I'm excited to see what's going on because at the end of the episode, the whole thing with the with the missing property that Brandon has. Yeah. And he's his girl, coming to him and, and his girl like basically appraised their house that his mom's got. Yeah. So it's interesting, man. Before we I don't we don't have to get too crazy because we I could talk about this, this seriously the last episode for a minute. Like a ton of stuff went down. Yep. We gave away a couple spoilers, but we're not gonna tell you exactly what happened in the whole episode. To kinda you know how we just went through Brandon, I kinda wanna go through some of the other characters that are main pieces of the show Mm -hmm. i wrote down some names and i want you to give me one word like that like like where where's the state of this character in the show right now i like this game a lot kevin like give me one word to describe like what do you think like what's going what's going on with kevin one word it could be a phrase yeah i mean prepared prepared and I, I have a bit of a bias towards Kevin based on his prior acting, I think. Um, just briefly, for those of you who don't know, he is the um, the younger kid in Moonlight. He's like the he's in Moonlight. That's all I got to say, which is an amazing film. Academy Award winner last year. Best picture. Best picture, baby. Indie. They messed up the. Yes. The, it, yes. When they said it was. Yeah. Uh, when La they La said La it was La La Land. Yeah. And it was actually <laughs> Moonlight. Crazy. <laughs> How how do they fuck that up? How do they do that? Yeah, man. I don't know. That's crazy. But Sorry. yeah. But yes, Kevin's character in the shy, he's prepared. And I say that because he's a kind of a glue character, I feel like. He's got a couple of different dynamics that, that are attached and that are starting to become more attached. Yeah. Um, character wise. Okay, well let me tell you what I wrote down. So yeah, I think he's prepared. I wrote confused. Interesting. Because I feel like he's getting pulled in so many different directions. Definitely. He just is like overwhelmed would be another word. But he's just confused. Like even like the the funny shit with like the chicks. 
He likes this one chick. He's in the play. And her cousin. He doesn't want to be in the play. And her cousin. But his cousins, her, the girl, there's a big girl cousin on his head stalking him. Licking he, his face. Yeah, like <laughs> Ronnie, who's a big character in the show, is running Kevin, running Kevin down. Kevin's running to the crib. He's going to Brandon, doesn't know what to do. He's confused. I get that. But you know why he's not? It's because why he's not getting caught? Because he's prepared. He's got all these sticky situations, <laughs> but his That's ass is finding a way out. And he's, he's, he's relying on his instincts, and he's, he's, he's making it through. A lot of tough shit's happened. So he's prepared so far. He, he's, he's almost stronger so far through this uh, series. He's grown. It's a good point. That's how I kind of think about it. Okay, bet, bet. Emmett has the little boy yes, trying yes. to get more hours. Yeah, he's, he's been kind of confusing. Uh, empty. Empty is my word. I'm not sure what he's about yet. I'm not sure if he's really about being a parent. He, um, he's had a kid kind of revealed to him throughout the series, and he's starting to kind of come to gripes with the idea of having a son that he has to actually take care of and stop buying shoes. So I'm not sure if he understands that yet. So he's empty. That's a good, that's a good, yeah, I mean, that that's works. That's word, yeah. I got eighth life crisis, you know, like. What? You know, like people have like quarter life crisis and. <laughs> so he's young, so it's an eighth. He's got an eighth <laughs> life crisis right now. <laughs> uh, eighth. He just, he, he is. So doesn't know what to do he's with his. So lost. He's so lost, and his mom is kind of on the tough love. Like you figure it out. Like I'm gonna help you when I can, but figure it out. Yeah. No type of guidance. He's just. She's it's strong. A, yeah, it's a crisis right now in in his life. Like in his eyes, if he told you like what's going on in my life right now, like man, this shit is melting down right now. Like, I agree. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so we agree there. We agree with him. And he's very confused, empty, lost. Yes. Eighth, eighth life crisis. Eighth, eighth <laughs> life crisis. One eighth. He's trying to figure out an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga has work to yeah, do. He worked to do. <laughs> what's next? Reg. Reg is um, Jake's brother. Ends the episode and having the little party. He's sitting in the pool in his living room. Yeah, he's um he's kind of like the third tier or second tier to uh, Trice. To Trice. Which is the trap god. Um, I think he, I think he's still kind of, I think we're still kind of learning what's about, what he's really about. Um, yeah, he's, he's fairly new. I'm going to say suspicious. He, he's clearly suspicious. He's got a dirty gun. Um, he's got shit going on with his little brother who's probably 12 years old. We actually don't know how old these little kids are, but they're in middle school. So he's probably seventh grade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say suspicious. He's, up to, he's not up to anything good. Like, nothing good's going to come from his character. So yeah. I thought he was going to shoot somebody in that one scene, low key. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, I got loose cannon down. Yep. Just like he he's a wild card right now. Big time. And this is a perfect segue into Quentin and Trice. We touched on Quentin a second. He's an old head, you know, wearing top hats, fitting clothing. He's an old, smooth black dude. He's like Billy D. Williams. Yes. For, for, for y'all who, who get it. If you if you get it out there, you know what I'm saying. Right. He's an old black dude with 
mean, greasy face, swagger, linen, thick ass mustache. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he yeah. looks like he looks like he could be Childish Gambino's father. Yeah, yeah. Or like maybe one of the understudies to the great Elijah Muhammad. He looks like one of those old heads. A nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Very studious, but slick. You don't really trust them, but you respect them. So yeah, he's he's low key a force, I think already. Low key, it's funny you say that because he's definitely a force, and I don't know if it's the writing or the acting, but the way he's come onto the scene has been od strong. Let's talk about that real quick. The writing. Yeah, what do you think? You nailed it. That's why he's come on like this. And the cinematography that kind of accompanies and complements this writing, like he comes in on pretty cool angles, I feel like. Um, He's set up in nice areas. He's on this like open, vacant room with this old school stereo playing, and it looks like he should be there. You know what I'm saying? He's like smoking that cigar, looking down on the street. Like, ah, I'm back. They made references to him being on the beach, him being by himself, and, like, some type of refuge that he's taken. And the writing to get to that point, while we feel that he's such a big dog already, has been just clean and and pretty seamless, in my opinion, which is why we feel so strongly about him having that status. That's a good point, because he's been around probably an episode. He's probably been in... Like 10 scenes in the whole thing so far. It's been four episodes. Yeah. And he's prevalent. He is. So, yeah. He's in the chicken spot. He's in, like, this weird realtor's office. Suspicious. Weird. Super sus. But I love it. Yeah. Nah, that's... (laughs) It is sus. Between him, he just stole that dog, Mm -hmm. and the dog was tied in in episode one. And he, like, plotted to steal the dog. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, he had this all planned out. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. We're not going to – we could go on for a minute because there's so much quality. There's so much substance. There's so much Chicago in this The Shy series. Yeah, man. Um, Check it out, man. Sundays on Showtime. It starts at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. I think it is 8 o'clock. And I love the, uh, the little Shy intro. It's almost like kind of the wiry. It is. It's got like the sax, like the, I don't know if it's, it's like a sax or like, yeah, it's, it's like blues. blues. Yeah, it's a bluesy vibe and it yeah. comes up like the shy. They outline the shy on the street. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, man. It's great. So far, so good. And it's starting to pick up. And we're not blowing smoke. Like this shit is legit TV. This is legit yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Like Lena Waithe has Golden Globes. Like these are heavy hitters. Check it out. The shy on Showtime. Gang. Juice Man, you know what makes a lot of people tick is music in general. Yes, I do. I love it. I fucking love it. It's crazy how much it can change your mood. Music can just do a lot of different things. That's the dope shit about it. Yes. What are you listening to right now? Like when you pull up your Apple iTunes, what's what's recently added? A lot of shit. You can really tell a lot about, like, yo, if you want to know something about somebody, grab their phone and go to their Apple iTunes. Everybody listening, if you fucking with somebody new and you want to know what, what they're about, grab their phone, go to their recently added albums, and that'll tell you 
everything you need to know. Dude, I love this. I love this question. So my recently added, I'm going, my top five recently added is the uh, the Pilot Talk trilogy, uh, Currency the Hospital. Yo. Which is the- Probably co- still one of the most underrated rappers out. And I don't even smoke weed. Yeah. And I like, vibe with him all the time. He's wild, jet life. Yeah, he's great. Especially that Spit old Spitter, that like that 2012 to like 2014, and even like like 2010. Spitter. That like Diamond Supply Spitter. Yeah. He was rocking that. Yeah. Yeah, that like Bape ice cream sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Spitter. I've seen Spitter a couple times at the Metro too. Crazy. I've seen him too for great. free once. It was great. great. He's yeah, great. He is. So I got him. I got the Pilot Talk trilogy. My lap. My next one is Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Magic Mind, 1977. Wow. Then I got Caribou, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, I got Michael Jackson, 1972, uh, The Bin. So album. you went on like a little oldies, just a little rampage real I quick. I did. I yeah, did. That, that'll out, happen too. Shout out my boy Luke for sending me all these, all these fire oldies. Yo, that's so funny because low-key, I went to a Coldplay concert this year or last year in 2017. First off, not my type of music. Yeah. Really great performance, crazy lights and uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. And then, like, I looked at my recently added, and, like, the next couple of days, it was, like, tons of flume. It's Coldplay. It was shit like that. So, like, you'll, you'll get into that, like, little, it will. little it will vibe where you're just kind of like, nah, I rock with this now. Like, yeah. what you listening to? Like, nah, nah, not hip-hop, bro. Don't worry about it. Like, Definitely. You want to yeah. diversify your sounds. Yeah. Definitely. I've always liked to think that, that a lot of – like us and our friends, we have different tastes in music. Like For sure. I love rap, but I also have like tons of blues and alternative on my shit as well. And then like after that, I got fucking Childish Gambino, Craig David, uh, Culture Two. Uh, but honestly, on the way over here tonight, I listened to Hancho Jack, and I just listened to that shit so much, and it's. It's like my favorite shit ever in terms like it really is. Huncho Jack is in big rotation on my shit. It is so fire. Let me go through mine. I got Culture 2 on there just cuz for the culture. I pulled it down as soon as it came out. I'm still working through it. There's a couple of really garbage songs on there. Let's keep it 100. Of course. There's a couple of like ultra throwaways like like quick. Yeah, like 30 seconds in, I'm like, I will never play that shit again. And then there's a couple joints that I'm really vibing to, like that... Um, that Made Men I heard you talking about. You like the, Yeah, the Made Men I really liked. It's a different vibe. So there's stuff like that that's on there. I got that Drake Scary Hours, those little couple tracks that he just fed the people. God's Plan sucks. I Whoa! Hate it. it does. You weren't feeling that like at all? No. I thought I would, too. It's just, it's like pop. Yeah, I it's get too. I still too popular. I get what you're saying, but That's he all. he still has some bars in there. Did he? Yeah, he still has some bars. I thought they in were there. just like superficial bars, and which is fine. Which is fine. I just wasn't feeling it at that time. Okay, I, I just fair enough. But but that other one, diplomatic, the diplomatic immunity. immunity. Yo, he went crazy on that, and then big Whoa. shout out to Vic Menza. He went bananas. So bananas. He went. He spazzed on that. Yo, he was like calling niggas out. If you haven't heard. It's on SoundCloud. Big shop dudes, Chicago stand-up. If you haven't heard that Vic Menza Diplomatic Immunity remix, go check that out ASAP yes. right now. Yes. That shit goes crazy. Yeah. Vic spazzed on that. Spazzed. Sabrina Claudio. I'm not hip. Wow. 
I just got put on two months ago. I'm going to send you the album. It's called About Time. Was R&B? Yeah, it's like slow. Yeah, it's R&B soul. You got know it. what I mean? Got it. Oh, yo. I'm all into that. I'm all into yo, that. Yo, take it back. Next time you next time you you chefing up, throw that on with the lady. I'm gonna play you some tracks off offline and you're about to be like, wow. There's I just, some I just love the look of this. And, yo, and, lost too. and she's bad. This looks great. And she's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a couple of tracks for you. Don't even trip. Oh yeah, I love this. I'm dead. Yeah, I, I'm on, I'm into this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh she's got that she's bohemian young. vibe. She's got the vibe crazy. Like, yeah, I'm ready. you're going to rock with it. Still banging Honcho Jack heavy. Too much. Yeah, a Saint lot. La- Saint Laurent mask. I'm, yo, I'm a huge Majid Jordan fan. Majid. Majid. Yes. But it's I great. Call, I've been calling him Majid forever. It's Majid. Yeah, it's like French. Majid Jordan. Majid Jordan. You know, okay, like yeah. Canadian. Bet that. Bet that French Canadian. Like that Montreal vibes. shit. Big time vibes. Yeah. I saw them at Lollapalooza. Hands down, the best show I saw that we, the whole weekend. Yeah, um, they got that airy sound, that that like that deep, dreamy kind of emotional sound. I, I like their, I like their music. Yeah, no doubt. So, this is a perfect because we were talking about this before we got on the Grammys was this past week. I don't care if we're late. Don't care. I don't care if it was last week. Eat these takes. Yeah, we got. T- <laughs> You're gonna hear these takes if you like it or not. Yeah. Let's talk about this this Bruno Mars piece. We'll we'll just uh, we'll just we'll just kick it off with the with the big piece because and then we'll touch on some of the the other stuff that we might have agreed or not agreed with. But let me give you my quick backstory on Bruno Mars. Used to hate the guy. Used to have no respect for the guy. I still do. Used to think he was wild trash. Still is. Why is this dude still still on TV? <laughs> Who's buying this guy's music? I don't get it. Then what changed it for me was his Super Bowl performance. What was that, four years ago? I don't know. I don't remember what when it was, but it was like four years ago. And I remember vividly having the thought process of, fuck. I don't, man, like, I'm not looking forward to this, this halftime show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Bruno came out and bodied it. That's what happened. Oh. He went crazy. He was dancing his ass off. He could dance. His shit was entertaining. I rocked with his fits. You know I'm about the fashion. I rocked with the fits. I rocked with everything he was doing on the halftime show. And I still don't really rock with his music, but I rock with him as a performer. Okay. Okay. You don't rock with him at all. I do not. I do not rock with him at all. I you don't get it. I... I think the comparisons that I've heard to Michael Jackson are asinine. I think the fact that he just won six Grammys off the back of nine songs that not one of them was an original Bruno song is completely asinine. Every single song that this kid just won a Grammy for in this collective 24K album 24K Magic, is that what it is, right? 24K Magic, yeah. Every single track was covered and sampled in the 1980s. Every single one. By either Bobby Brown, New Edition, uh, Kyle Loggins, or uh, Kenny Loggins, excuse me. Or you name it. This kid, I, I, I used to have more respect for him. 
honestly, I actually did have more respect for him until now. I didn't. I wasn't even aware of this album, quite frankly. I just know that that's what I like. Is like a hit. And is that the, even on this the, shit? Yeah, yeah, that's on there. Then he had another big song, the twenty. I think it was twenty-four karat. None of this shit is original, bro. Like, why are we awarding this shit that's just covered and stolen to some degree? Like, why are we doing that? Now that, let's now let's keep it one hundred. I, I I understand sampling is a part of music. I get that. I and I I actually love some samples. I think the samples that are created and kind of twisted or manipulated are valuable but bruno mars sweeping grammys from these niggas and these artists that have original music and real substance about the world and our country and and societal norms and all those different dynamics we're just gonna shun them and and give all this fluff the hardware like not even some of it all of it it, 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 it pisses me off. I, I'm all about the creatives. And I don't see creativity when I see Bruno. And his, his speeches, his acceptance speeches were so dead. So dead. He's super corny loose, as fuck. Super fluffy. Corny. Yeah. Almost disrespectful a little bit. Yes, for real. Corny. Nickelodeon ass nigga. This Oompa Loompa Bruno sweeping the Grammys. <laughs> Make it stop, please. Make it stop, bro. Listen, I'm going to go through some of these and we could talk about them in, in depthly because some of this stuff I was I'm not even going to lie. I was I was shocked. First off, I, I I was too. If you go listen to his album, I don't really get an R&B vibe from it. It's pop music. Pop for sure. Now, it's pop music. There might be a little soul in there, but the, the, his biggest songs are pop music. 100%, no doubt about it. That's what I like as a pop song. That one, best R&B song, best R&B performance. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, why? So, like, and, and he's beating out people like SZA. Who I love to death. He's beating out people like Donald Glover, Redbone. Like, on an R&B level, these aren't even, they can't even, t- he can't even hold those, the, the, the jockstrap of Redbone up. Don't get me started on my boy Donnie getting hosed. Maybe well, the most talented person in the room. In the, in the, oh, I don't even think, I don't, I, I'm not going to say it's not close, but he, I, I would say he's the, right? the most talented guy in the room. Right? Across the board, he does comedy, he writes, he writes comedy. He he acts, he sings, he raps, and the boy he, the boy's pipes the boy the boy is cold blooded, bro. He's so cold. He's cold, bro. I can't wait. Donald for Glover Donald Glover is is next level. He's an animal. He like, is. Yeah, he is. And that that's to my point. Like he's getting nothing, and we're just shoving all his praise in Bruno's face. Come on. What else? What else? Come on. Best R and B performance. Get you, Daniel Caesar. That's one of the biggest songs of the year, no doubt. We we and, spoken on Daniel. And that is real R&B music. Oh. He went crazy on that track. It's like borderline blues. It's amazing. Daniel's amazing. SZA, The Weeknd. Oh, control, I love her. Distractions, Kalani. That's even a solid track. She's She's got her own sound. She's established. 100%. That's what I like. 
that's what wins best R&B performance with Get You from Daniel Caesar, The Weeknd, SZA. And, dude, to go back to your point, SZA, The Weeknd, original. Through and through. Through and through. That Get You, Daniel Caesar, originality coming from a young gun. Like, there's no way he's supposed to be winning best R&B performance. Like, I, it should, to be honest, I don't even know if it should be in that category. He I shouldn't agree. even be represented in that category. I agree. Real talk about um about SZA. I was talking to my lady about this. Me and her, we listen to tons of music and talk tons of music. And you you think about music being uh, an outlet or like you know uh, an emotional endeavor, so to speak, or uh, not. That's not the word. Not endeavor, but vehicle. Out- yeah. Okay. SZA's music is so vulnerable and like airy and 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 real and raw Monte Coster and it it did no female artist was nominated more than her in any category she had five nominations says it did came back with zero five total nominations so obviously her greatness is kind of displayed through that but there's no way that Bruno made a better R&B project than Control there's no way. Or even uh, Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino, there's a.k.a. Donald. There's like, no those way. Are, those are both projects that are leaps and bounds more developed than 24K dog shit. So, yeah. like, period. Anybody who can hear can understand that. And so, what's, like, I just need help. I need answers when it comes to Bruno. I need answers. Yeah, like, low-key. And let's just round it all the way out. Please do. So... Record of the year, Redbone Childish Gambino is nominated. Despacito, listen, Banger. we'll talk about that. The story of OJ, Jay-Z, Humble, Kendrick Lamar, 24 Karat Magic, Bruno Mars. He beats out all of those songs. Record of the year. Unbelievable. Song of the year. He beats out Despacito, 444 from Jay-Z. That's Hove talking about all his stuff that went on with Beyonce and just real raw. Yeah, pouring his it out. relationship type type stuff. Yes, sir. Alicia Cara. Never heard. Bryson of Tiller. She's the. You've seen her. If you if you saw a picture or heard her voice, you know what I was talking about. And Logic, they did the one 8255 the suicide hotline. Okay. The mental strength okay. that was up for song of the year. Yeah. Winner is That's What I Like, Bruno Mars. So he beats out, like, yo, listen, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Song of the Year, and to give you the difference between Song of the Year and Record of the Year, I just learned this this past week. Song of the Year is more about the writer. Grammy 101, people. Right. I love this. Song of the Year is, like, about the actual track, the writing of it. Record of the Year is the producing, the engineering, Mm -hmm. the overall record. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Song of the year. Despacito doesn't win song of the year or record of the year. That's by far the biggest song to come out yeah. probably in a couple, in, in, a, in a minute. Especially on a global level. We're talking 5 billion views on YouTube. Yeah, that's huge. That's just on YouTube. So, like, yeah. how many spins did you think that's getting? Like, overall, I mean, it's craziness. Like, think about the clubs. Stuff like that, like, where... Club spins? 
I think it's one of those things where it's like if you're Asian and you your your first language is Mandarin, mm-hmm. but Despacito comes on and you speak in Spanish, it's a spa- smash. It's a smash, bro. Smash. And and Global. If, if if homie in Shanghai is singing it, and you could go to L.A., he's singing it, and you can go to Portland, Maine, yeah, she's singing it, yeah. This is a smash, yeah, bro. No it, doubt. It, it has to win record of the year or song of the year to have. People all over the world dancing to it. People all over the world vibing to it. Yeah, and I agree. It, it, it was just a, a a world track, and it had some substance to it. It wasn't like it was like a a bullshit song. It, it no. was a good song with a with with. Yeah, it's a little love story. Yeah, like degree. a catchy lyrics. Like you know what I mean. Like Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee, yeah. East Coast legend. Like yeah, Bronx. So baby. yeah, so like I think he's from the Bronx. I don't know how that doesn't win. Song like it's funny like I don't know how that doesn't win song of the year or record of the year and and I don't know how the same song beats both categories. <laughs> the same song. The, 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 what the, song are you referring to, right. Sean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like this, like like well, it, it was two different tracks. Record of the year was 24K Magic and song of the year was that's what I like. But Bullshit. those are the two biggest songs on his album. Bullshit. So then go up to album of the year, 24K Magic uh, beats out melodrama from Lord. Which is a fire album. Fire album. It Honestly. beats out Damn Kendrick Lamar. That dude, that album was crazy. That actually dropped when I was in Berlin. Oh, and man. we banged that the whole time when I was in Germany. And Rightfully it was crazy. So. Yeah. So. Um four 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 from Hove. We know what that's about. Yeah, I think the four 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 from Hove didn't get any love because it was almost like standard Hove. Like it was just like almost like too like it wasn't really like Moving people too crazy, right? It was like this is a good album. This should probably get nominated for album of the year. Yeah, but he is. I don't know if I. I don't know if I vote for it to win. That's fair. And another point too on album of the year is a lot of the hip hop guys split votes. So you got Gambino, Awaken My Love. That's splitting votes with four 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 and Damn. Like if you're a hip hop guy, you're struggling. Like you feel me? Like if I'm like, Yo, Sali, what's the album of the year? Damn. Jay Z four 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 or Awaken My Love. It's not like you're like, oh damn. You're like, oh shit. Well, like, let me sit back and figure that out. Well, hold hold on. I would say damn because like Awaken My Love is not a rap album. I can't believe it was nominated for that. The fact that it was nominated for that is not. Well, no, that's that's album of the year. That's oh, album is? of the year. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. I, I guess what I'm saying is, that's I guess fair, if you man. usually, but and and Gambino has rap albums. So yeah, it's does. like if you're a hip hop guy, you're struggling with those three. Like, damn, which way do I go? Gambino. Personally, right, but you're but you're splitting those votes up, yes, and all those people that are rocking with like a poppy style are all hammering Bruno, yeah. Everybody that that their vote goes there all day, right? Yeah, it's very true. So, it's very true. The one thing I do want to harp on too, not that it, not that we're not harping on this shit heavy anyway, yeah. is that I'm not sure if an album should ever win album of the year with nine tracks on it. Uh, not even close. You can't you can't drop nine tracks. And win album of the year, like that, like that's like the thing that 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 gets me. Like nine tracks, some of the best albums of all time. That I mean, Hove used to drop twelve track albums all the time. Like that was like almost his shit. Like Blueprint, yeah. like twelve, thirteen, Blueprint uh-huh. two, uh-huh. like. But even that, that's four more tracks than than a nine track album. Yeah, it's a quarter more. That's like a lot yeah. more substance. Yeah, I mean, nine songs, it's like a low-key LP. Like, what is this? Right. What is this, Bruno? You lazy you lazy clown. 
What is this? You covering lazy clown. You, you sampled you, everything and then dropped nine tracks. Oh, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Bruno. <laughs> I'm sick of Bruno, bro. Enough of this Oompa Loompa. Let the artist shine. Let the artist shine, bro. Go back to Nickelodeon, for real. I, and I don't think Bruno's from Nickelodeon. He's probably not. But he, he feels like he is. I'm sick of Bruno, dog. Yeah, so that's crazy. I feel Come you, bro. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. Congratulations, Bruno. I'm glad. I'm glad you got your Grammys. I'm happy for you. Well, let's talk but about- your music sucks, well, Let's bro. talk about this, because you said- so we're now we're talking best rap album. Jay Z four 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 is nominated. Damn Kendrick Lamar is nominated. Migos Culture uh, is nominated. An American classic. Culture rap, Rhapsody. Layla's Wisdom is uh, nominated. Tyler the Creator Flower Boy. I think Damn is the clear winner there. But I think Culture Migos is number two. You probably put Hove in there. I would. Uh I would put culture. I, I give it to culture, personally. Um, I just think that it had so much. They took shit by storm, so dog. So much dominance and like not a lot of substance there. Not a lot of like tangible, like lyrically, uh, like sound things happening. But just it just sounded so good and the beats and and the the, the flow, the way the songs kind of complemented one another. And it just had so much, so much bounce, all of it. Yeah, that's that Chicago perspective in this too. Like, it, that's a good word for it, bounce. It had a lot of like, ugh. yeah, like, yeah. Like, every, still, <laughs> yeah. still, yeah. like, I'll play Kelly Price and I'll just make a face like I just farted. Yeah, Ew. so it's a good one. Yeah, but real quick on that, Rhapsody. A lot of people don't know about Rhapsody. She's a low key artist from I think uh, North Carolina, but she like works in L.A. big time. Um, she is a hell of a lyricist and like that old school raw hip hop. That's why she was up there because she earned that nomination with some seriously introspective, deep hip hop. Um, so I definitely put her in the top three, probably ahead of Hove. Just, I mean, I, I don't listen to Tongue of Rhapsody, but I, I've listened to that album and I just know it has, it has the makings of. A, uh, a good no, music. A nami- yeah, it's it's good solid rap, like old school hip hop feel, um, like that kind of like Public Enemy low key. But there like, was so much hip hop that, that came out, bro. Tons. Tyler's Man. album was amazing. I'm Tons. not even a Tyler guy. That was. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a Tyler guy, and I have a hard time listening to him to talk. So I don't. <laughs> I, I can't. I, a whole album for me is not not gonna happen. Did you watch his show ever on um No on Comedy Central? No, not Comedy I, Central, Adult I Swim. don't I never rocked with him or that whole squad. Okay, that's fair. What about Frank Ocean? Uh Frank Ocean is extremely talented. I rock with Frank Ocean. He's made unbelievable music. He makes the best music. I rock with Frank Ocean <laughs> the long way, heavy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, outside of him, I don't rock with any all uh, Yeah. What He's was not really with What them. was like the skinny light skinned dude that he rocked with all the time? Tyler? Yeah. Uh, some, young Young Taco? Yeah. Like, I was just going to oh, say. Oh, no, no, a, not Young Taco. Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt. But, like, I don't vibe with any of those dudes. Yeah, they had that weird emo, like, yeah. sick vibe. Yeah, I don't rock with none of those cats. Yeah, and like, I think control, all their, yeah, I think all their music is whatever. Nick the Quick actually rocked with Tyler Tyler's album Heavy. I do, too. Yeah. I like Flower Boy. I thought you know what? Some, you know what they remind flow. me of? Is, you know, like, I don't, I think Will Ferrell is corny. I don't think Will Ferrell's funny. 
Are you comparing Yo, Will Ferrell no, 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 to Tyler? Hear me out. Okay, go ahead. Like, they have similar, like, comedic, like how they get, like how they get their jokes off and what they think is funny. Like, like it's very cadence. similar. Yeah, their cadence, their how they like, yeah, the, the shit they like think the is thresholds funny. of their jokes. Yeah, like <laughs> with with like Felicia the goat and him posting like people with braces, like ugly looking dude, like golf, like his his yeah. whole clothing line golf, like golf all wing. that shit's corny to me. I don't rock with it at all. It's that shock comedy. That yeah. weird, awkward shock comedy. Yeah, I like that comparison. Actually, now I think about it. Yeah, that's kind of what. Similar. That's what. They, yeah, it's it's just like they're just. He's just an older white dude, and Tyler's like a young black dude, and a little more reckless, and a little more reckless. But like, yeah. it's the same type of comedy. That's if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that it. dynamic is very similar. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea. So, but yeah, I mean, dude, tons of dope music that came out. I was a little disappointed in the Grammys to to have them just hand him everything. Um, Granted, I am not a huge Grammy guy, but I appreciate good music, and as as does Sean, good music and good artistry. And apparently, the Grammys are supposed to uphold that standard. And time after time, they continue to let us down. Yo, you know how sometimes the uh, so I guess I am a big Grammy guy. Some Fuck of it. the <laughs> you know some of the NCAA committee cast will come out and say like why they picked this team over this team to get in the tournament. Yeah, those slime like, ball I administrators. Love, I would love to hear from those from, from like some of these casts that voted for Bruno to explain to me why. Yeah, yeah, he's, for real. He's just swept up everything. Like, what did you hear in that nine track album that moved you so much? Where that he couldn't lose anything he was nominated in. You're you're right. I would love to hear some of these motherfuckers speak up. Yeah, so and explain themselves because this is not what we signed up for, people. Nine out, nine tracks, bro. The album is like twenty minutes. The yeah. album is like twenty-seven minutes, tw- thirty minutes. <laughs> like how long? How long? Did thirty you, minutes. Like people pour their lives into albums and pieces of work. Yeah, dude. This thirty is minutes. That's not that. And these songs are covers. Seriously, every single one of them are covers. I will list. These fucking songs, if y'all want me to, on the gram, for real. Yeah. He's a fraud. Period. Chicago's always popping. Something's always happening. Right now, it's Chicago Restaurant Week. 11th year running. Yeah, and when Sean says always, that's not, like, an exaggeration. <laughs> it's Never. A, it's, it's actually an understatement. <laughs> and it's winter. It's popping. In the summer, something's always going on, and something's always going on after that and before that. It's nuts. And, it, yeah, you can't even keep up. I went to Monk's Pub at 4 o'clock yesterday. 4 o'clock. Yeah, I saw you spitting knowledge on the gram. And it was packed by 5. Classic You couldn't field. get a seat at Monk's at 5 on a, what was yesterday? Wednesday. Wednesday. You couldn't get it. People be stressed out, man. They be in there for beers after work it ready. It was nuts. <laughs> I've been in there before, but it was never that packed before. 11th year running, 370 restaurants in the city are participating in Chicago Restaurant Week. 115 new restaurants in 2018. I love that. Man, you already know. We we can talk about music all day. We could talk about food all day. We could talk about sports all day. We got it all covered on No Catch Up Chicago. Don't get it twisted. No, nah, for real. 
Chicago real. Restaurant Week is dope because I love food. It gives people the opportunity to check out restaurants that they haven't checked out yet or have heard about and want to check out for a little cheaper look. Yep. And I think it's a great play to run it in the dead winter because if you were to run it in the summer, you can't you can't even get reservations in the summer without cheap shit. They could actually double the price and it'd be still pop. It, it'd be still you couldn't still get a rest. You couldn't get a reso anywhere Real in the tough. summer. It's so tough. it's a great way for restaurants to try to get some some extra foot traffic dead in the middle of January, early early February. So um, I think it's a great idea. I love that that many restaurants get involved. Yeah. Like 115 new in 2018. It's crazy. That's a crazy amount of establishments that are participating it for the really first time is. in 2018. That's absurd. That's a ton. So me and Juice Man got a couple restaurants off the list that we've either been to, want to check out, and we're kind of we kind of got our opinions on the ones we've checked out. Juice, check hit me with uh one of the ones you wrote down off the joint. I stood I mean, what stood out to me is a uh, Beacon Tavern. Which is like right sleeper spot, kind of a sleeper. It's like right above the original uh, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. It's in the yeah. It's uh, right above that. The um, the original Billy Goats. It's above that. No, I think it's down. It's down by. It's right next to Trump Tower. Yeah, but no, I'm saying it's above the Billy Goats. Isn't the Billy Goat across though? Across Michigan? Down, down, down. No, it's like underneath Michigan. Right, but this one's like just above that. Either way, same area. Like, yeah, same area. It's same like in that area. Same little cluster next to the uh, next to the Trump Building. Yes, next, next to the, to the Trump tower. Building. Yeah. My fault. I didn't mean to hijack your spot. Go ahead. No, no, I've been no, there no. too. Yeah, go ahead. It's uh, it's fire. It's like high end Southern cuisine. You can get like some very delicious ribs there. Some smoky, smoky margaritas, which are like very, very in. Some mint juice. The mezcal. Yeah, the mezcal. Yeah. Uh, Moose and them were drinking that shit last week. I, I can't go. I can't go either, bro. I can't go. I, I like tequila. <laughs> Give me some tequila, dog. Because, I, dude, like, I can't go. My girl loves it. I don't even get it. She loves tequila, period. Is it, It's not even, like, full-blown tequila, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just know it tastes like wood chips. Yeah, it's got that it's smoke. smoked out. It tastes like barbecue. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> My, that shit tastes like ribs. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay, so I'm, I'm good. okay without that. Like, please leave me with that. But uh, Beacon Tavern, some just high end Southern comfort. Um, some great, great side dishes. Um, I think I had some some smoked salmon and some uh, some pork belly entree with uh, Brussels sprouts and some crazy emulsion sauce that was just delicious. Yeah, it's hard to miss with Brussels sprouts um, and some good meat. Delicious, delicious stuff. We had some corn fritters was the uh, that little appetizer, as well as um, some type of dumpling. Just like some really right. quality Versatile. stuff with some crisp, some crisp asparagus, um, some turnips. <laughs> uh, I got a side of greens. Wow, y'all was, I got a side of greens. Y'all was really y'all had a little taster, huh? Yeah, yeah, we really did. It was four of us. It was me, my girl, and her parents. Okay, word. So it was oh, fire. and you weren't even paying, probably. Oh no. Let me. Uh, yeah, you got what? Can I try the turnips? Yeah, let me try the uh, uh, the pork belly. Yeah, can I try that? I'll have the peach cobbler <laughs> too, please. 
I ain't get the peach cobbler. I ain't get the peach cobbler. But but a nigga was eyeing the dessert menu. Right. If yeah, was, you didn't want to be rude. Nah, nah. But we had we had a couple of those uh dishes. There's like some crazy cornbread with this ridiculous char, like jalapeno, some not cheddar, some other cheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I, I know my cheese. This was like maybe Some Gruyere. Other cheese. Uh, it wasn't. I don't know what kind of cheese it was, but it was great. It was some some quality. No, nah, Beacon stuff. Beacon Tavern sleeper spot. I've been there a couple times. It's not too far from the gig. Cool ambiance too. Yeah, like suede booths. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very dark. Everything's candle lit. Yeah, Big one of those joints like where if you took your wood. grandma, she couldn't see the menu. No doubt, she'd have to pull out the celly. And turn on the the LED. Yeah, it gets to see dark. it's dark in there. Yeah. Um, but real cool vibe, really good food, interesting location. It's not like you won't just walk up on this spot. No. You either got to know about it or someone's got to be taking you there. Um, it stands by itself. Stands by itself. So that's dude. I I can co-sign that spot. Um, Beacon Tavern. Go check it out. Cool little vibe. It's yep. like it's funny. You could take your girl there. You could take work people there, and yeah. you could go there with your family, and it'll yeah. work for all three. Yeah, that's a great point. The, the front area is the bar, and it's like got that that shiplack type of wood, exposed like hardened, sh- like ship wood, right? Exposed, yeah. and it's nice. It's really clean. It's got that old but modern vibe, that loft type vibe. Yeah, big shout out to Beacon Tavern. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like a thirty-five dollar deal right now. Yeah, um, dinner courses. Have fun. Yeah. Beacon Tavern, check it out. I'm gonna skip. I'm I'm guilty of this, so this is why I want to talk about this spot, the Capitol Grill. Now I know you got a take on it. Oh, do I? Capitol Grill is actually right down the street from my crib, like r- literally around the corner. And I kind of fall. I think other people do too. Fall in that that little space where you don't check out all the spots like in your neighborhood that are like down the street yeah they'll be like oh have you been over oh you live in shooterville like have you been over there like ah nah like i was a west loop though <laughs> you know what I'm like, i didn't ch- i didn't check out all the spots in west loop been all all over there been all through river north but the capitol grill is literally a hop, skip, and a jump for my crib. Yeah. And I've been there. I just went recently. Uh-huh. But, like, I hadn't been. I've been in this spot for going on two years. Yeah. And I just went there, like, a couple months ago. We're in Strudeville, FYI. Yeah. The stew. <laughs> Casa de Little. <laughs> Strudeville, um, crazy. Yeah. But, um. So, what'd you think of Capitol Grill? Because I think it sucks ass. It's a very classic. Bullshit. White, old, high-end. Here, I'm going to put panko crumbs on my mac and cheese. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's what it is. That's what they do. The food was good, though. Listen, I'll tell you, that's the, the vibe is an old, stuffy I like business food. meetings. Yeah. Lots of business meetings yeah. with a lot of regular. Like, the vibe, if you're going for a vibe somewhere, this is not the spot. Um... But the food was banging. I got a I got a little fillet, a little uh, mashed potatoes and some broccoli, like real standard, like little steak type meal, and it was solid. It was good, cooked okay. well. 
medium rare. I'm trying to get on my rare shit. I can't do it. <laughs> what? Man? I don't have to. I don't have to send a couple steaks back because I couldn't handle it. Like tried to be, tried to be a real one. How you take your steak? Medium. Medium. Okay, you'll, you'll get to medium rare soon. It'll come. I kind of think I've already gotten there. Yeah, you'll, you'll start getting your medium and be like, this shit's burned, bro. So take this shit. And then, so like, I'm starting to get to that where I think I can get rare. And I'm like, I'll, I'll order rare tonight type shit. And it'll come out and I'll start to eat it. And I'm just like, I can't. I got, will you put this back on for me for a little bit? Oh yeah, like I can't. I, I I'm getting there, yet. but I I'm getting there, but I haven't got there yet. But um, one thing to that point about cooked steaks. Have you ever heard of asking for a steak blue? Yo, shout out my boy Hank Marcus. His girl Gina gets her steak blue. The shit almost comes out ice cold. Yeah. Do you like? So do you understand how that's prepared? Isn't it? Do they even prepare it? They dip it in like au jus. For like ninety seconds. What is au jus? Like hot, like hot water. Boiling. It's the shit that, that that your Italian beef is in. Ah. So they like boil it in that for like two minutes tops, and it's like really hot. There's no way it's two minutes even. Was well, it's really? I mean, I think it is. It's like between ninety seconds and two minutes, right. I believe. And it's like four hundred degree temperature. Yeah. So think about that. It's not that long. So that that's like out. the shit you feed like in the cartoons you throw to your dog. Like that's what that's what that shit looks like when it comes out. Yeah, bro, blue. Yeah, that's what she rocks with. Shout out, shout out, Gina. She rocks the blue steak. Yeah, the only person I've ever seen do that. Yeah, that's nuts. Quick little story, actually. <laughs> Ron of Japan. You know how Ron of Japan you eat with people? Yeah. We got yeah, steak. Yeah. I'm there with my girl. We got steak. They're chopping it up. And this girl's probably eight years old in my booth because you know you split it with people. Yes. She goes, she the 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 cook goes. How do you want your steak to the little girl? She's like rare. I looked at this little girl. I'm like, you eat your steak rare? She's like, oh yeah, always. She was like nine. I was like, damn, shout out. I gotta pick my <laughs> game up. What the fuck is going no, on? That shit'll inspire yeah, a nigga. Oh yeah. yeah. You best believe next time I went out, I was like, yeah, rare. Like I can't let this little girl. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I'll take it rare, me. sir. Thank you. But yeah, Capitol Grill, no vibe, but decent food. They're running thirty three dollar I think a lot of these are thirty three. Thirty three dollar dinner, twenty two dollar lunch. That's like the usual the okay. usual vibe okay. special. So that's, that's fair. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going. But <laughs> you guys can go. Yo, take your take your your grandfather to Capitol Grill, or your pops. <laughs> go get some grub. Yeah, that's fair. Just don't go with anybody. I right. had to show love because I just stopped over there. I get it. It's, it's like a, a decent deal, place. and yeah. it's you know what I'm saying this body crip. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, it's like it's a brand. Capitol Grill is a brand. What else you got? So, on the list, it was a couple of older things. Not older, but just vibes that you wouldn't necessarily look after, if that makes sense. Like, vibes that are a little more uh, hard hard to find. Um, and there was this spot. Hold on. I'm pulling up my phone right now. There's a lot of restaurants on this list, man. I should yeah, post this list. There really is. And uh, once we get this website up and running, I'm gonna drop. We'll be able to drop shit like this in the on the site. But so, there's a list with a ton of restaurants on here, and, and it kind of breaks down what's what's a good deal, what's not a good deal. It's it's a 
it's an awesome opportunity for anybody, and especially if you're new to the city. Chicago Restaurant Week is like a great way to introduce the city because like the real Chicagoans are out like in the vibe. So that's awesome. But there's a spot called Blackbird, and it is just west of Ogilvy, right? It's, I believe it's on Jefferson, and it's like a it's a core spot. So you know you have a set menu you don't go in in order right this is high-end dining you go in and they serve you whatever their master chef is cooking so i had this gift card like a 150 dollars gift card and didn't even cover our meals <laughs> this is about three years ago yeah and the things i ate i can't even begin to explain like the worldly the feelings in my mouth like these savory brownies with like a parsnip and bone marrow like addition. These these interesting little in between meals that are meant to clean your palate for the next one. Um, these these cracklings like high end pork skin cracklings sprinkled on top of this like double glazed uh, absurd chicken breast, just with this ridiculous like. Um, sauerkraut reduction right stuff (laughs) stuff like that yeah and the menu night to night when i look at it it's just always so eclectic and so scientific almost these people are turning food into science um and it was one of the most it was probably one of the top three or four dining experiences i've had um blackbird white tablecloth Nice little bar in there, you know, $14 cocktails. Um, but, again, like, this is a fixed menu. You're not, you're not really – you're not choosing. You get to choose what you drink, and they give you two options of these in-between little, like, uh, bites that are meant to clean your palate. They're usually, like, a mint-based or, like, a, some type of, you know, aloe or some type of green in there to, to, to clean your palate for the next course. Yeah. Those are the only things you get to pick. Um, so it was amazing. I, I kind of like that. I you don't have to go in there and rack your brain about what you're going to order. You don't have to ask, hey, no. what's your favorite thing on the menu? You walk in. It's like, yo, I'm going to give you some heat. Yeah. Tell me your tell me, tell me, me your allergies or whatever else, and then we're going to go from there. Exactly. So I can rock with that. It's a five-star menu. Like This is a five-star menu, a five-star restaurant. It's on, uh, it's on Randolph, excuse me, but it's not in the West Loop. It's like before you get to the West Loop. Blackbird. Blackbird, fire. It's got 4.7 stars on Yelp. Bet Go. that. Last one I want to touch on is Monteverde. Killer. West Loop. It's, West Loop. Yeah, it's right across the street from uh, Swift and Sons, if I'm not mistaken. I'm By pretty the sure. Google office? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that's exactly where it is. Um, It's from one of the girls. I think she was on... Not chopped. What's the other shit on Food Network? Iron Chef? Uh, Something like that? I think she was on Fox. Like Master Chef. Ah, yeah. I think think it was Master Chef. It was one of those. Ramsey? Yeah, Master Chef, Iron Chef, Big Dog Chef, whatever. Whatever. All the shows. Yeah. yeah. She was one of those, and she does. uh, Like Girl in the Gold. Yeah. Monteverde. She's on that, and the menu is crazy. The vibe is really cool, too. Um, what kind of food is it? 
I don't know. It's kind of eclectic. She does like a, you know, she puts like her different vibe on stuff. So it's like fusion American. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, with a bunch of things. Right, and it, it was meat heavy. Okay. Um, but I enjoyed it, man. It was a cool vibe. It was, it was the quintessential West Loop spot. Good food, good vibe. Probably great drink. Good drink. Good people. Good clothes. Good service. Service was solid. That's always important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Check out Monteverde. And one little throw-in spot before we let y'all go. Is, I got one too, FYI. Okay, word, word, word. Let me, I'll let you close it out then. Steakhouse in like the Viagra Triangle is Maple and Ash. If you haven't been over there, it's, it's by Tavern on Rush and Gibson's. and It's like that in that little triangle. I love that area. Yeah, in the summer. It's so bougie. You, it's extremely bougie. And it's funny because you can get extremely <laughs> bougie and walk around the corner to division Trap. and not be and not be bougie at all. You can not be at, at mothers with like the really the real clowns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's a funny area, right? Or like there. Sammy's Red Hots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it can get a little crazy over there. But inside of uh the basement at mothers. Oh dude. That's like, oh. you really got to be fiending to want to stay out late. Like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go to Mother's Basement. Like, it, like that shit's crazy. They're like, they're blowing foam and shit. Like, all types it's, of wild, dumb shit. I've been there I've been there once or twice I've on only some been there real, twice, on some think, real dumb shit. Like, we have nowhere to go. It's super late. You had a fun- Like, I've been out in Old Town and, like, been walking downtown to go home and went and, like, yo, let me walk down Division and see what's popping and, like, been with a couple people and stopped in there. Yeah, yeah. But um, Maple and Ash, they have a low-key late-night bar that serves great food. It's called 8 Bar. It's in Maple and Ash. If you ever looking for, like, a burger late at night, like 1.30, 2 o'clock, and you're around that, like, if you're coming off Division on some, like, and you're not super slapped because yeah. it's a nice little nice little place. Yeah. Stop in there. It's 8 Bar. It's the bar inside of Maple and Ash. They got good. It's like it's like high-end bar food. It's solid. Check it out. Some legit potatoes. 8 cans. Bar in Maple and Ash. That sounds legit. No doubt. I haven't been out over there. I don't think ever, honestly. There's not really too, too much shit popping over there. It's not. It's not really. It's not our scene, really. No. It's yeah. No. I have seen R. Kelly over in the Viagra Triangle multiple times, smoking cigars. Of course. Posted up. Shout out, Kells. Yeah. Shout out, Kells. (laughs) Stay up. He should have won best rap R R and B album right this year. (laughs) Kells is a sick human. All right. What you got? Close Um, us out. Take us home. I'm gonna go the dessert route or breakfast, depending on how you look at it. But Fire Cakes on Clark and Lincoln Park is the artisan donut pinnacle, period. Anywhere you can go get an ice cream sandwich donut at 8 o'clock at night. What? Ice cream sandwich donut? Fire Cakes cakes on St. James and Clark in Lincoln Park. Amazing. Just north of Fullerton. Some of the best. Donuts and sweet treats that you will find not, <laughs> not just in not just in Chicago in America, truly this country, truly fire cakes, serious stuff. 
the better than stands, better than do right. Stands better than not. It's not better than Donut Vault because that's the pinnacle. Sorry, that's like the real, real pinnacle. Yo, they my start, girl was just talking about this, this actually about the Donut Vault. Yeah, I've never been. Oh I gotta go. It's 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 smaller than this room. It's it's like like 40, we make like donuts. That's feet. it. Yeah, and they pull out a rack. You like go in. It's all rustic, rustic and dirty in the in the in the uh, merchandise mart. Yeah, it's it's dirty. It's amazing though. Um, so that's like it. They're a different level. But Fire Cakes is a legit um, artisan shop, and they just have amazing donuts and great coffee. But the ice cream sandwich donut, and they're open to like ten o'clock every night, so they kind of tailor themselves to I both the it. yeah the breakfast and the dessert. And my God, man, the, the combination of warm and they 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 take the ice cream on this like stone cold type slab. They, make a nice thin slice of vanilla ice cream they put a drizzle of chocolate syrup on it and they sandwich it between two amazing glazed long classic joints classic long wow that sounds great it's delicious and they have this like lemon custard donut that's also amazing they they just have fire shit really check it out check it out fire cakes that shit is fire for real Yo, man, we cover everything on No Catch Up Chicago field level all day. We're talking the shy. We're talking Grammys and giving that Chicago perspective on what's going on in music. And then in Chicago restaurant, we be breaking down all the fire spots, man. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago for Juice Ali. Yep. I am Sean Little. Make sure y'all subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends about the pod. We come in every Tuesday with the sports, Thursday, field level. Make sure you're listening. No catch up Chicago, for Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up.